You know, when I hear, every time I hear that song, I just know this. There's, there's no possible way you could sing that song, Victory in Jesus, and think you're living a life of defeat. You just can't. I mean, just, it, just, it just brings all the cheer to your heart. Amen? Amen. Well, if you got your Bibles with you, which I surely hope you do, um, I want to go to Colossians chapter 2. Paul has a great thing to talk about this morning, and I want to talk to you about growing up. It's time to grow up. Oh boy, here he goes. It's one of those rampages again. That pastor of ours. I don't know what we're going to do with him. We all started somewhere. Amen? We've all started somewhere. All of us were born. Yes, I know some of you think you came out of cabbage patches. Some of your parents tried to convince you that the stork brought you. But I'm just trying to hear to tell you this morning, you were born. Amen? So being born, you had to grow. So let me ask you, what caused you to grow? Who made you grow? Did your mom say, hey, it's time to grow up. You can't stay little like this forever. You got you to grow up and take care of yourself and get a job. No. God caused you to grow. In his miraculous way, he, he, he made us, in his divine wisdom, in his divine way, we came out as these little babies. Some of us five, six pounds. Some of us maybe seven pounds. Some of us maybe nine, ten pounds. You know, you start getting up there, you start, you're thinking turkeys. <laughs> you know, I've, I've purchased turkeys in a store. You know, you get a ten-pound butterball turkey, that's a pretty big turkey. And I'm thinking a baby at ten pounds, out. <laughs> but the babies grow. They grow to be what? Young children. And young children, how many, you, you, you've been around young children. Oh, I see some hands here. You've been around some young children. They got these sponge minds. And they take in everything. They take in everything you want them to take in. And they take in things they don't want you to take in. You see, children, they have these things on the front of their face and they're called and they're called eyeballs and they watch they watch what dad does and they watch what mom does and they try to imitate what they do right what else do those lovely little children have on them they have these things on the side of their head called ears yeah, like this, you know. They had these ears. And they listen to everything that's said around the home. They listen to all the stuff that takes place and with their friends and all these kind of things. But the, the, one of the most dangerous things they got on their body is the mouth. Because, see, everything that they have taken in at home through the eyeballs, everything that they have heard, with those little ears, seems to roll out of this when you don't want it to. Amen? Come on, I've been down this road. And as they grow, 
they mature. So you hope. As we grew up, we matured. We started making decisions. We started trying to make decisions on our own. We tried to, to do our own thing. And as we grew, people would start talking to you. People would start influencing you. People would start sharing things with you. And somewhere along the way in this vast experience of growing, somebody introduced you to Jesus. Somebody shared Jesus with you somewhere along the way. And so being a mature person that you are, of sound mind, I watched a movie last night. I don't, I'm not in the habit of watching movies. I really am not. And uh, I was watching the fur babies and uh, my daughter's dogs, just in case you want to know what those are. And so I was watching these, and, and so I thought, well, let me watch some news. So I turned her TV on and tried to, she's got all these things. You can't operate it. So I called Virginia. She said, well, you'll have to call them. I'm like, if I can't operate a TV, I'm in bad shape. So when they come home, they'll have to fix what I broke. That's all I know. It works for me. It may not work for them. She left some instructions, a paper about like this size, laying on the TV stand of all these things that you got to do to get this to work. Uh-uh. That didn't work for me. I just used two of the four remotes. And one was in the drawer. So I don't think I was supposed to use that one. But I used it anyway because it made it work the easiest for me. Now with whatever she's got set up in there may not work when she comes. You may have to reset everything. I don't know. But see, maturity in me, I figured it out. When God shares something with you, he doesn't want you to figure it out. He's showing you how to work it out. Amen? So I want you to go with me to Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. Lord, I pray this morning as, as we Talk about your plan of growth for your children, our lives. I pray, God, this morning, may your word, Father, be deeply planted within us that we would not sin against you. In Jesus' name. So, all of you here this morning know that we have a beginning. Those who are watching this morning, you know you have a beginning. And the beginning is salvation. Everything starts with salvation. Amen? So, when we think about that, we also know that through this, faith opens the door to eternal life. What a wonderful beginning. Salvation, eternal life. I don't, I don't know how much better it can get than that. I mean, 
You've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, and now you're being introduced to a life of eternity with the Lord Jesus. All those great things that he has instilled in you, you're going to be able to have these things forever. So grace and faith make multiplied miracles possible. Grace and faith are unearned gift. Paul tells us this in Ephesians what? 2, 8, and 9. When he says, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not works, lest any man should boast. So this is a free gift. This is something that is poured into us. For what purpose? So when we grow, we will understand that faith is something that God instills in us. It's something we have to learn to walk in. Faith is kind of one of those hard words. When somebody tells you to step out in faith, trust the Lord, you get a little anxious. Because you're being asked to do something that you don't normally do on an everyday basis. But you know, if you think about it, all of us live by faith day by day. Because when you get up or when you go to bed at night, you have faith to believe that you're going to wake up in the morning, right? Let me ask you this question. Now, <laughs> I don't know if it's a loaded question or not, but how many went to bed last night thinking you might not wake up this morning this side of heaven? None of us thought about it, did we? No. We, we had our, probably our good night prayers. Lord, keep me while I sleep. Let me be refreshed that when I wake up in the morning, I'll be full of energy. That's what I pray. See, and that, and that works. But you see, none of us prayed, well, Lord, if I don't make it till morning, I know I'm going to see you. Nobody prayed that prayer last night, I don't think. I didn't pray that prayer. I never, matter of fact, never thought about it until this morning when I started thinking about what God was sharing with me. You see, these great gifts make Christians grow, uh, growth a, a normal experience. I believe that Jesus gave us a wonderful gift to help us to grow. You know how I know that? You know what that gift is? Right here, his word. God gave us the word to help us to grow, to help us to combat every situation that we go through. Without the word of God, none of us would know how to walk. Right? We've, none of us would know how to pray, as we were talking about a couple weeks ago. We would just pray amiss, a simple whatever kind of prayer. We wouldn't, we wouldn't specifically pray for what we have need of, but, but God has given us the word. So that we can grow properly. So that we can go through life with less bumps and bruises, if you will. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to have a few bumps and bruises along the way. As we were talking this morning, as we shared this morning. When you get your feet planted in Christ, the enemy is going to ramp things up a little bit. He's going to put things in third and fourth gear. He's going to bring the trials. He's going to bring the temptations. He's going to chase you along the way for a purpose. To destroy your walk with the Lord. How do we know that? Well, the word tells us that's what he does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen? Not necessarily in that order, but 
That's what, his, that's what his goal is. That's what his function is. But this morning, I want you to just look at all these chairs that are scattered throughout this. We put out every chair, just about every chair we have. And there's a purpose for that. Well, actually, two purposes. They needed them for the second service, but I needed them for this service to make a point. You see, imagine your church filled with growing Christians. Visualize this congregation on the move for God, seeing a company of Christians without bitterness and without anger. Imagine a church full of people who care about the lost, the dying, and the hurting. You see, who lives in you? Who lives in you this morning? Well, Dave lives in Dave. But Dave has somebody greater in him that's in the world, and that's Jesus. And see, I depend on Jesus to help me to win others to Christ. You see, when you begin to think that you can make a difference in your church, in your community, in your workplace, you can begin to understand that God has greater things in store for you. How can this type of miracle take place? Well, I can tell you how it's going to take place. We have to go back to the beginning. See, I think sometimes we have to start over. I have a book that I've been going through, and sometimes I have to keep starting over. Not that I've lost my place, or not that I don't. It's sometimes I feel, I'm like, well, I got to this point, but I don't remember what happened here that referred to this, so I have to start over again to understand where I'm heading. We must go back to the beginnings. What, what does Christ say? As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. So it all started with salvation. Your growth started with salvation. All of us came to the Lord, and when you became saved and you became uh, one with God, one with Christ, then what happened? You began to read His Word. And His Word then began to help you to what? Grow. You see, we have to grow. This was Paul's call to return to the starting place when he said in Colossians 2, 6, so walk ye in him. So we have to start walking with Christ to be like Christ. You can't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to be like Christ without walking with him first, without understanding what he went through for you. What he went through for me. I think that when we let our faith soar, when we begin to understand what our faith is all about, the best is yet to come. I believe that, that when you begin to trust in him, you begin to work for him. You see, that's kind of like what 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 the, the, the steps of, of growing up. You watched your parents do things so you could do things. I remember watching my mom cook some eggs on a stove. And when I grew up and I wanted to cook, I wanted to cook eggs on the stove. You see, it works. Eggs are the easiest thing in the world to cook if you know how to cook them. See, I remember... I, one thing I forgot when I first cooked my first 
eggs is that I didn't notice that mom had taken the shells and threw them in the garbage. And so when I cracked the eggs open, I put everything in the pan. And I scrambled it up just like she scrambled the eggs. I scrambled them up. I put a little bit of milk in there, scrambled the milk in with the egg to make them fluffy. And when they came out, they were crunchy. And I'm like, these, these aren't like mama's eggs. Mama's eggs were never crunchy. They were soft and tasty. But my eggs were crunchy. You see, we have to watch what we do. See, now, when, when, I, when I explained to my mother what happened, she laughed. She thought it was the funniest thing in the whole world. I didn't think it was so funny. She probably laughed for five minutes. She said, go get two eggs out of the refrigerator, and I'll show you how to cook them. And I said, okay. But I didn't want to go get them because she was laughing. So I watched her. She hit the side of the pan with the egg, and with one hand, she opened it up. And she dropped the egg out, and I watched what she did with the shell. She took the shell, and she threw it in the little garbage can beside the stove. And I said, oh, that's what I did wrong. I didn't throw the shell away. And so she did the same. She said, now you try that. And so I took it and I hit it on the side. But I tried to open it with my little hand. And the egg got crushed. And shells fell into the pan. And she said, you're not old enough to cook yet. She said, so until you can learn how to cook eggs, don't cook anything else. And I didn't. I married Virginia and I don't have to cook no more. (laughs) See how good Jesus is? Verse 6 here we see about growing through walking like Jesus. Paul calls us to grow in three directions. One, he says, grow through walking like Jesus. Christ is our perfect example. Walking like Jesus will draw others to him. Remember, I've often said how many times in this church, you may be the only Jesus that people see. People are watching how you live. If you want people to come to Christ, then live like Christ wants you to live. Don't live like the world and then expect people to follow you. Some people don't like what they see. I'm saying many times, many times people have watched you over the years. And I ask you this morning, what did they see when they started? Maybe, maybe you live in an assisted living facility. Maybe you live uh, in a community where you can congregate together and you can talk with one another. Maybe you have a job that you're on and, and people are watching you. Do they see Jesus in you? What are they seeing? You see, I think that if we're going to go in the direction of Jesus Christ, then we must walk as he walked. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I'm not saying you're not going to trip up. Of course those things are going to happen. But when you strive to be like Christ, Christ will not embarrass himself in front of others. Growing through being rooted in Jesus. 
Increasing your daily knowledge of him. How many of us, and I'm not, I want you to raise your hands. I don't want anybody putting anybody on the spot here. But how many of us daily increase our knowledge of Jesus? You know what I'm talking about here? I'm talking about how many of us take time to read the word of God. Not, the, not four chapters at a time. Not two chapters, but small portions of the Bible. Read a small portion in it and say, Jesus, how does this apply to me? How can, I, how can I see you through what I'm reading right now? And then let grow in Jesus that way. Choosing to follow his example. Did you hear that? Choose to follow his example. Not reading other books to tell you how to live. Not reading other books to how to strengthen your marriage. Not reading other books. I'm sure there are good books out there like that. But what greater book do we have than the Word of God to lead us through our life? But we don't have time to read the Bible, but we can make plenty of time to read other books and watch other shows and go to other seminars and other things like that. We, I'm not saying those things aren't good. I'm just saying... What better instructions do we have than the Word of God on how to live? How to conduct our lives. Growing daily. Being established in the faith. Demonstrating growth through thanksgiving. We should never be in a position of not praising our Lord Jesus Christ. So many times I see people pouting rather than praising. We are to demonstrate faith, not fear. The world can instill enough fear in you. Why would God want to do that? Salvation is a free gift. Simply call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and ye shall be saved. He's not going to walk behind you with a ball bat. Although I think some of you, he should. Probably me being one of them. Waiting for me to get off track? No, he doesn't do that. He's given us a book to grow. He's given us a book to be able to walk by faith. We are to be glorying in his grace, not grumbling or growling. We should always be triumphant, never over. How many love to have a triumphant life? How many want to have a victorious life? I do. I desire to have a victorious life every day. Christians should be the most positive people on earth. Uh-oh. Christians should be the most positive people on earth. Okay, got a couple more. Christians should be the most positive people on earth. Okay, we're halfway there. Let's go one more time. But you know what I see a lot of times? You know what I see a lot of times as a pastor? Oh, pastor. Pastor, you have no idea what I've been through today. You know, I was, I was at this place, and you know, I got into an argument with someone, or I got into a disagreement with someone. You know, it just took so much out of me. Well, of course it does. You want to lead a victorious life? You want to have a victorious life? You should be a positive thinker. You should be a positive speaker. 
When somebody comes to you and they're downcast and they're, woe is me. You should be, praise the Lord for woe is me. You know, God is good. Not sometimes, not a few of the times, but all of the time. And so because he is good all the time, we should be positive thinking and positive acting people. Nobody wants to be a, a, around an Eeyore. I like watching Winnie the Pooh. And the thing I didn't like about Winnie the Pooh was Eeyore. He was always getting into a fix. He built his stick house and somehow he nailed his tail to it. And when he moved, the whole house fell down. <laughs> or if they were trying to get something, he was already downcast about it. I didn't like Eeyore. Matter of fact, I met a few Eeyores in my time. I didn't like them either. I tried to get them to be positive thinkers, happy people. But some people aren't happy unless they're just being, oh, me. You know what I'm saying? Some people aren't happy unless they're just downcast, unless they don't have anything good to say. They're just grumpy people. But God wants you to grow out of that. He wants you to grow out of that experience. Amen? Be happy all the time. That's what I like about that tie I wear sometimes. Happy, happy, happy. Because I'm positive, positive, positive. I want to be positive. You know, even when I get bad news, I call my wife and I tell her my bad news and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, but it's okay. She's like, well, I'm sorry that you went through that. It's okay. I can move forward with happiness. Why? Because I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Right. See, you should have that joy all the time. You should be tapping your toe at work. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Now, you know, this is the wrong price. How can you guys charge this kind of money? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. My car is broke. How could you send me that mechanic? He was a crook. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You know what? When people see that kind of joy, they all of a sudden, they start singing a song. I got the joy, 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 joy. Because you're rubbing off on them. Amen? We should be the type of people, we should be the type of Christians that we rub off on people. You know what I'm saying? Look at the smiles that you got this morning. People should see those smiles every day. Why? Let's do it. We got the joy, 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 joy down in our... That's why. Isn't it awesome to have that kind of joy in your life that no matter what goes on around you, you can be happy. Yes. You know, the Bible tells us that we're to be in happy all situations. We're to be content in all situations. Oh, Pastor, are you kidding me? You know what I've been through this week? I got that joy, 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 joy down in... Come on, when you have that kind of joy, when you have that kind of living with Jesus Christ, you have that kind of faith and that kind of grace that you live in, you can move in Jesus with a happy, not go lucky, because I don't believe in luck. But you got that happy, good feeling of Jesus Christ because he's walking in you. Amen? He's walking with you. He lives in you. So every step you take, guess what? He takes. Ready for this? What you see, he sees. What you hear, he hears. Oh, what you speak, 
he doesn't speak. You see, because sometimes we have the wrong speaking motives in our heart. And that's not a Jesus motive. You see, we should be speaking Jesus. We should be speaking words of compassion. We should be speaking words that are uplifting. Not tearing down, but uplifting. We should be encouraging one another. We should be encouraging those in the world because Jesus loves them just as much as he loves us. He died just as much for them as he died for us. You see, church, when we begin to, when we begin to reflect on what Paul is saying here, when we begin to think at what he is saying, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord of your life is the beginning of life itself with Jesus. But you must continue to follow his leadership by being, what, rooted. By being rooted, built up, and established in the faith. Every day he desires to guide you and to help you with your daily problems. He knows you're going to have problems. But you know what? When you have a problem, don't try to figure it out. Take it to Jesus. He says, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Thank you, Jesus. When your kids were growing up and they got a little boo with who did they go to? They went to mom and dad. They wanted mom and dad to figure it out. But as they grew and as they matured, as they become young men and women, they didn't necessarily come to you all the time. It was time for them to go to Jesus. We're to lead them in that direction. How does the world see us? I can tell you what the media says, but I'm not going there this morning. How does the world see us? I tell you, I hope the world sees me I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. That's what I hope the world sees in me. I don't want them to see, woe is me. I had to get up this morning. Oh, and the pain. Oh, and the frustration of having to get up and to get dressed and get a shower. And then I had to fight the traffic to get to work. And then when I got to work, the car was messed up. And You know, you have all these problems. In the midst of my problems, I want to have joy. How will they react to what they see? How does the world react to what they see when they see you? Do they see joy? Do they see someone who loves the Lord Jesus Christ with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their mind? Or do they see an Eeyore? Oh, I've turned a few faces. Listen. I want the world to see me as Jesus sees me. One of his children. One is, I want the world to see Jesus as my beloved. The one who died on the cross for me. You see, the only way to be an effective witness for our Lord is we need to serve in this needy world. You see, this needy world needs Christ. And the only way they're going to get Christ is through you. Very, very few people, less than 1% of the population, finds Jesus by happenstance. Less than 1%. 
But the majority of the world finds Jesus through a follower of Jesus. And that's what you are. You are a follower of Jesus Christ. And so therefore, we must tell the world about him and who he is. But I want to ask yourself this morning this question. I want you to ask yourself, I'm going to close with this. But I want you to ask yourself this question. How can I be a more effective witness for him? How can I be a more effective witness for Jesus? You see, I believe that's what the, each individual has to answer. I, I can't say what's going to make you a more effective witness. I don't know what will make Jack a more effective witness than Randy. I don't want more effective Randy will be a witness than Irene. I don't know because all of you are different. God created each one of us different. He made each one of us different. But we're all made in his likeness. You hear me? We're all made in his likeness. So we're all serving the Father. So therefore, church, we have to decide this. How do we want the world to see us? And how can we be an effective witness for the world? Father, I thank you this morning for your word. Lord, I know that you have great plans for our growth in this church. You have great plans for each one of us individually in our growth in you. But Lord, I ask this morning that you will help us to grow in your will and in your way. Lord, help us to have that joy that passes all understanding. Let them see a happy Jesus in us. Let us not gravel in our woes and in our problems. But Lord, let us turn those over to you. Lord, that you administer to each need, each request. Lord, help us to live a spirit of happiness, a, a spirit that demonstrates your love to the world. I pray, Lord God, for each one of these here this morning. I pray for those that are watching. I pray, God, that you will help them to become a more effective witness for you. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen.